Hi, voice teachers. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today's episode is all about voice exams. My special guest is Dr. Joan Heels. She is a very experienced voice teacher and voice examiner. She travels all across Canada several times a year listening to and assessing vocalists of all ages. Now, this interview has some really fantastic teacher, student, and parent takeaways. She shares her experiences, her insight, and some pretty important do's and don'ts when preparing your students for their upcoming exams. You're going to be very glad that you joined me today on the Full Voice Podcast. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. I am sitting down with my lovely friend, a Dr. Joan Heels. Actually, I kidnapped her and I took her out for lunch. And, and it was delicious. <laughs> and and in return, uh, she's she's going to uh, going to sit down and talk to me. So, um, so first of all, Joan, thank you so much for f- finding the time. I know you're crazy busy, lady. <laughs> Good, but Saturdays are usually a bit of free time. So, oh, that's Saturdays. great. So. Well, first of all, you uh, have been uh, a voice teacher and an examiner for many, many years, mm-hmm. and you get to fly all over this country listening to young singers. So how awesome is that job? How awesome. I enjoy it very much, and I think most of the examiners that are examining, really, they do it because they enjoy it. I'm right. sure that's a lot has a lot to do with actually doing it. I like hearing other pupils, these pupils sing. I want to hear their repertoire. Sometimes I get ideas, even oh. at my um, advanced age. I get <laughs> ideas about what some pieces, and I'll, I'll write down in my syllabus, or I'll write a jot down, good for so-and-so. Oh, and when nice. I come back, I'll try out that song on so-and-so. So I do... Pretty well, everything I hear, it I know, but uh, 95% of it. But once in a while, there'll be a song that I don't know, and, and that's really good to be able to hear some different things. So it's a learning experience. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. And and you uh, another thing is sometimes I'll hear somebody's interpretation of a song, and I'll think, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's good. I must try it. Nice. You know, and, and you think of different ways of interpreting something, even if it's just a little retard or something like that. I remember when... Once when I was in Ottawa and I, I heard a chap play one piece and all at once I flipped the page back and looked at it. There was a certain chord where he played an A flat in the bass and I had been playing an A natural all oh. the time. And I looked and it sounds good both ways, but right. of course he was right. I was wrong. So I, I can learn things, a lot That's of things wonderful. by examining. So what, what's the youngest age of singer you've, you've adjudicated? Examined. 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 I might have had some around seven, I think, that were wow. doing introductory, seven or eight, but not very often. Right. Usually the ones that intro are around nine or ten, okay. you know. What's yes. the oldest stage? The oldest that I'm sure of was 72. Wow! And I remember asking her, and, and I said, do you mind terribly if Did I Did you ask her? How old you were. <laughs> and she said, no, I don't mind at all. I'm 72, and I had to do something after I retired. And she gave me this long song and dance about it. And, and I remember another older lady in one place once who... Uh, 
she decided she would introduce all her songs. Now, really, that's a no-no. You don't oh. introduce your songs <gasps> at exams. Oh. We have, that takes up more time. I we see. usually see the pieces. We see maybe three or four listed, whatever it is. So we say, are you doing them in this order? All right, let's hear the first one and say well, what the name of it is. Well, that's a good tip. So don't, don't introduce your pieces. No, not at exams. That's okay. not at uh, adjudications for the audience to hear it, too. Right. But okay. not at exams. And this lady started introducing her songs, and not only that, she told me a story about <gasps> each song. And so it was a grade two. She was had to be in her 60s at least. And when it came to one by Violet Archer, she told me how wonderful Violet Archer was and how many pieces she'd written there. And she'd written them all for children, and her accompanist was saying, come on, we have to sing, we have to sing. <laughs> you know, and, so her 12-minute exam took uh, 20 minutes. Oh, dear. I, you know, she was just so... And we don't have that extra time. That right. keeps the next person late. So that's something that's a good tip for everybody. Be on time be for on your time. exam. I know the forms in the Royal Conservatory, I'll say be 15 minutes early. I cross out the 15 and put 30 mm. down for my pupils. I want And make sure your accompanist is there on time too and early because I've had to wait for accompanists and that puts me late and puts the next person late. Well, what about a warm-up? Like, don't you want your student to get there and, and, yeah, and yes. run and through the songs? Well, not run through the song. There is not supposed to be a warm-up room. There's that, not supposed no, to be? Not, okay. No, that's not obligatory at all. Not uh, There's no only warm-up rooms for violin and, and instruments that for have tuning. to be tuned. Okay. But in Hamilton, I, we have a warm-up room with a piano in it, and some people go through their songs, but oh, okay. we don't expect them to. A warm-up room means warm up your voice. doesn't mean sing all sing your, songs. your songs. Well, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. Most voice teachers are busy getting the final touches. Last-minute things. Last-minute things. Hopefully and, the kids have got all their pieces memorized by now, or the students, you know. Is, and that's expected, mm -hmm. right? So, oh, it's expected. Because except for vocalises. Vocalese, I tell my pupils to memorize them, right. and then you're allowed to look at them. Now, I wanted to ask you about um, trans, transposed... Transpositions? Transpositions. Sure. So if, if we have a student... Now, first of all, we're allowed to transpose. Oh, every, every yes. You're allowed to transpose. Not operatic arias or oratory arias. Okay. Not when you get up to that. They're okay. not supposed to be transposed. They're, they're supposed the to be original, the original key. key. Yeah. Even, even musical theater can be transposed, mm -hmm. even though... Some, there's one piece in there in one of the grades that says must be sung in the key of F and I'm not sure why it says that oh. because I like the A flat original much better <laughs> okay. for I think it's I'll know I think that's the one oh, okay. I think that's the one now but, if, if we do have a student and we've transposed their score mm -hmm. uh, should we tell yeah it's a good idea to put a note on the music that you've given the examiner this will okay. be sung in the key of and quite often you'll get something where there's a high and a low book and the Companies is playing off of the high book, so the low book goes to the examiner. And right. I quite often get a note on there that says, we're singing this in the key of. Oh, and sometimes okay. they don't bother telling me. In my case, I usually know what key it's in, but right. not everybody does. So Now, that goes, that goes to another really good point, two copies. Two copies. And sometimes they'll bring me, let's say I get the alto copy and they're singing from the soprano sometimes they'll give me copies of the soprano or oh. if they're transposing they'll okay. give me a copy of the transposition say would you like this too it doesn't matter as long as I have an original uh, go back to the fact that some of these that we say you have to have an original something you can get on Petrucci you can get online free oh, okay. anything that's 
not copyrighted. Oh, okay. You see, and, and in Canada, my understanding is the copyrights are 50 years after a person's death. Oh, I see. So if you're singing something by Schubert or Mendelssohn or somebody, and mm. you got it, it often, and it looks quite often looks like a copy. We can't tell the difference, really. Mm. But we know that it's not copyrighted anyway. We're not going to make a fuss about that at all. Oh, okay. Because it's only the newer things, let's say new Canadian composers, anything, if somebody, or, or American composers, British, whatever, if somebody sings a song uh, by Ned Roram, for instance, American composer, and they've given me a photocopy, I, I would give them the notice that we have to, that they can't do that. The man is still living and kicking very well. <laughs> so, right. uh, so we have to respect our copyright. Exactly. You get something here that's written in Canada by one of our many wonderful composers, and they're still living, and or if they've died recently, they're still under copyright for fifty years. Mm. So you get, you sing something, say by Violet Archer that I mentioned earlier. When she died, two thousand or something like that. You've got to have an original. Right. Okay. Now I have a question um, because I have some younger students, and this always comes up in lessons. For the list C, the musical theater, or the the or list D, or whatever. List D, yes. Uh huh. Um, and we're in the more contemporary style. Is it okay for our students to do some gesturing? Slight, some, but some but don't, don't go over there. It's not. It's supposed to be a concertized version. Okay. It's not supposed to be a movement. There's no little dance in the middle in the right uh, in an interlude or something like that, and no chair. No props. No props whatsoever. No costumes. And I've had people come in, no costumes, no. I've had people, somebody come in and say, oh, well, they want a chair. And I said, do you need to sit down between your pieces? Is that <laughs> it? And they say, no, I need it for my musical theater. And I said, no, that's, that's it's not, not allowed. Part, no. That's, that's really That good had know. been, uh, at one point, had talked about that with the mm -hmm. examiners. And, and uh, no, they, there's no, nothing out. It's to be a concertized version. Ah, very good. So that's good. So you could know. certainly do something. I know years and years ago I had somebody uh, come in. It was an AR student, and I remember she had a telephone with her. What? And a booklet, like something. And, and it was all part of the song she was singing, oh. you see. And, and she had props and whatnot. At that point, this was way back, that we hadn't even mentioned anything right. about props. Mm. But we don't use props. I have also had a little girl come in for kin for kindergarten, I want to call it, sorry, that w came in for the intro. And there used to be a song on it about a doll or something. It's not on now. And she had her doll with her oh. and all this. And it was fine after all yeah. this intro. Right. We're preparatory. We're not paying mm. attention. Right. It's but if that made her sing her song a little bit, a little better, say, rocking the doll, that's fine. Right. <laughs> right. Now, um, uh, I'm always interested because you've shared some stories with me in the past. What are some strange things that you have seen, or some unusual things, or big no-nos? If I can that try you... to remember, uh, I can remember uh, one that's happened a couple of times, and that is, um, a girl came in and sang her she's a piece, and there was a postlude after, and we all know that during the postlude, you're still emoting the song, and the, no, as soon as the last note sounded from her voice, she walked over to the sidebar somewhere and got her water and brought it back. And the piano player was still playing? Yes. Oh, yes, dear. the piano okay, player was so still, yes. So, we have to so, stay in the moment Exactly, of right till the end. Another time a girl came in, I wasn't sure why she did this, but as soon as she said she would do her vocalises first, which, by the way, is allowed. You don't have to do the repertoire first. You can do the vocalises and then the repertoire. But I'm sure everybody who's listening knows that we no longer have the choice of doing uh, technical first. You must do repertoire first. So you so do repertoire and then vocalise, but do, you can do You can either. vocalise, and 
Okay. It doesn't say so on the forms, but everybody allows the vocalese because it's a good warm up. Mm -hmm. So she said, yes, she would do her vocalises first, and she kicked off her shoes. What? <laughs> and she stood there, and she sang her two vocalises, and my mouth is trying to stay closed because, of, ah, what is she doing? And then I was anxious to see what would happen for the rest of the exam, but as soon as she finishes the two vocalises, she put her shoes back on. Oh, my and, goodness. And sang the, all her songs. Well, different things happen, you know. But then I've had one of my pupils tell me, who just did her AR a couple of years ago. Yes. And you know who it is. But actually, she said, oh, I've never told you I took my shoes off underneath <gasps> my dress. She had down, a, long, a, a gown on mm -hmm. and made a Burger's Gossman was Misha. She apparently often sings with bare feet. <laughs> so this gal actually took her shoes off underneath her dress and sang. Mm. She said she feels more grounded. And feel well, I that guess sort if, of you're, thing. if you're covered, right? Yes. She, nobody can see your, your feet. <laughs> I wasn't playing for her. I wouldn't have noticed it anyway. But then when her songs were finished and all that, she put her shoes on. Now back that on. brings me to another question. What about, uh, I mean, there's nothing in the syllabus, but what about, uh, you know, a singer's appearance? Oh, well. We find, I find, usually, that the singers, when I go into a place, are really nicely dressed up, nice. usually, yes. usually. Sometimes somebody will come in with tattered jeans or something, and obviously the teacher hasn't told her that this is a performance, and you should. Right. I used to tell my kids, like, you'd wear to, to church, right. but you can't say that anymore because <laughs> they wear anything they want. But Or to a party, they might end up with something that's They'd wear way the tattered too short, jeans, right? <laughs> or something like that. Um, I always try to tell my pupils that the skirt should reach the, the knees, but a lot of people aren't uh, strict about that because I don't like to see the legs, the knees, and because our attention should be up at the face. Right. So you've got to wear something that will bring the attention up to the face. Mm, that's hair. a very good tip. Yeah, that's the way I see that's it. That's a very anyway. good tip. And uh, there's nothing wrong with wearing a, a long gown if you're comfortable, especially for the higher grades. Yeah, I to had make a grade, it really yes, special. I had a grade 7 girl once who was, she had just bought a dress for graduation, and I said, oh, let me see it. She was out in the car. She went and got it. And began, I said, that's perfect for the exam. Wonderful. Oh, really? Oh, long dress? She was the only one that day with a long dress on, but the examiner told me at the end she was the only one that was really well-dressed. To, so, to make um, it special. Sure. Nice. Uh, but especially 10s and ARs, they'll come in and... and in Lovely. long dresses quite up sometimes, you know. In your opinion, your experience, what is the, the most challenging aspect of, of a voice exam? I think a lot of them think it's the sight singing at the end. They, right. <laughs> and that's got to be right at the end. You'd never want to do that beginning. If you mashed it up, you would feel you'd be... So that's usually the last thing that It's happens. supposed to be the last supposed thing. To be. It's supposed okay. to be the last thing. And... Uh, even when they let they had uh, that choice of doing technique first, I'd have them do just their technical, yeah, and then go and get their accompanist and do the songs. And I still made them do the had them do the ear te ear oh. test and sight at the end because it was very clear it was supposed to be at the end. Mm -hmm. And uh, so sometimes I had a little girl last year trying one. And, she was crying, crying before. I had Aww. to calm her down before she went in. And she was so worried about her sight singing. But she, and she got four to five. Stop worrying. Four to five, and she was worried yeah. about her sight singing? Stop worrying about your sight singing. You're going to do fine. <laughs> but to some, it's a scary part of the exam. Yeah. To others, not so much. Not so much, if, especially right. if they have to have perfect pitch. That helps. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice yes. if we all had perfect pitch? Now, I want to, uh, in reference to... Um, uh, accompanists. Oh, accompanists, yes. yes. We, 
they come in all shapes and sizes. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes, oh, I go back to some places and I know the accompanists. They say, you know, oh, hi, okay. good to see you again. How are you? I can call some of them by name. Oh, and, wow. and I know I'm going to get, usually when I see an accompanist come in that I know is professional accompanist and a very good one, I do know that the exam is probably going to be very good. Oh, okay. Now, one case I remember quite clearly where one wasn't so good but she happened to have a wonderful accompanist ah, so but talk about accompanists how important is it to it's have very a professional I think it's really important to have a professional accompanist and somebody that really works with singers uh, so often I think once in a while maybe especially in smaller places oh next door neighbor will say oh you need to come to so I can play for her right. and you know or a family I member a family member a, mo a mother or father that really doesn't play that well oh. and I had one just the last session I think where she just kept playing all the notes of the singer all the time oh, and no. very little harmony or very little of the accompaniment the singer didn't need that help not at oh. all. The singer was just fine. I can usually tell when they need the help. That singer didn't need it, but that's all that accompanist could do. And I would love to have written down next time get a professional accompanist. Of course, we can't write that can't sort write of thing. No, but it does have an impact on, oh, it on their marks. It, in a way, it does because they don't sing as well. They they'll right. sing better with a with an accompanist that really knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So, And there's so many fine ones around, but sometimes in the smaller cities, especially they're a smaller town and they have to go into the main city to do it. To do an exam. They haven't gone ahead and got, they, they haven't gotten in touch with somebody who, from the big city that can do right. it. Well, that adds to the expense. Which yes, exactly. Because you've got but, to pay but they have to, they have to take that into consideration. Right. That, that they've got to have. And they bring in, as I say, their mother plays. For, sometimes, I mean, I've had uh, pupils where the mother was wonderful. Right. Had played very well. They, well, maybe they were, uh, in two cases, they were piano teachers. So, of course, oh, okay. they played well, well. Yeah. But quite often, it's not the case. Well, a good a good piano player does not necessarily mean a good accompanist. Not at it's all. Different skills. It's different so much, and different and I think skills. the when the accompanist is someone that also happens to be a singer, it usually mm -hmm. works out very well because they're mentally singing and they they feel what the the singer is doing, mm -hmm. and if the singer suddenly takes a little rest for two bars where they think there's a two-bar <laughs> interlude, which right. happened to me in the festival recently. Mm. I have to keep playing something in those two bars. Right. And sometimes the adjudicator, well, say two bars the same or something, sometimes they don't even realize it happened because it maybe happened elsewhere in the piece. Right. You see. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. What would you say to, or what do you want a young singer to know? Let's say they're going in for their first, first exam. exam. You know, maybe they're a little nervous. That it's not going to be as scary as it seems. The, the adjudicator realizes, and quite often they'll, the examiner or adjudicator, whichever you want to call them, quite often will say, uh, oh, is this your first exam? Now, we often can tell by looking at our marking sheets by right. a number that it's their, their first singing exam. But sometimes, although... I don't think we're really supposed to say that. I've heard them say this is your first exam. Well, now, don't worry about a thing. I'm going to help you through it. I'm going to tell oh, you exactly what to do. And then the next time, you're going to be very, very comfortable when you come in right. with it. And so most of them will say something like and, that. And take them and make oh, them feel comfortable. Or say, oh, isn't this exciting, your first exam? <laughs> I love that, that. Isn't that going to be great? Well, I And I love to say, well, I love, I'm really looking forward to hearing you. Or something oh, like that. Nice. Try to put them at ease. Uh, yeah. It's it's some examiners are very good at putting the person at, 
to eat at ease this the minute they see them come into the room or they go meet them at the door right, or something right. like that i think all the examiners are sympathetic yes to, i to think the nerves. i think we are generally speaking i know you hear hundreds of kids every year what would you like to hear more of well what do you want what do you want more from students hmm. oh i suppose the finished product or something like that that's I want to know that they've really gone into this song and, and they feel... So they've the, really discovered the song yeah, and what, they understand it, it. it. They own it. Let's say oh, they own it. nice. And they okay. only own it after they have sung it, memorized many times. Yes, yes. It takes a while, you know, and not that they learned it the night before. I know once I went to say thank you and the piece wasn't over yet, and it was my fault because <gasps> there was a long pause in it, and it sounds like it's the oh, end. Oh, no. <laughs> They weren't finished. So when I hear that piece, I'm very careful to make sure <laughs> that we get right to the end. And sometimes, look at the syllabus. Uh, read it carefully and read what it says at the bottom of the pages of the pieces. Sometimes it says, sing verses one and three only. Right. And I have people, when it's a little jazzy piece, and they're loving it, and they sing the whole thing, one, two, three, four, and the uh, ending, and it it's, it's clearly long. that it says one and three. Right. We they put the whole thing in there so you can sing it all at a recital. That's well, you bring up a good tip for teachers, which is make sure you know that and have read the yes. details in the syllabus. That's right. So true. Do you get uh, students coming in where they've maybe been given oh. the wrong? Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh, and once once in a blue moon, not very often, someone will come in, say in grade one or two, and sing three list P B pieces. Oh, so they haven't that, looked at the requirements. That's right. And, ah. and another time uh, I had somebody come in and the, what they had on their program just seemed foreign to me. They had too many pieces down. They had too many vocalises. And so I had to pick through it and got what I wanted out of it. And then when the next, and then when we got to the exercises, they didn't seem to know them. And by the time they left, mm -hmm. uh, I'd calmed them down. They'd been crying, you know, oh, no. because you'll get them every once in a while. But as soon as they got out and Mom said, how'd it go? And the tears flowed, you see. Well, the next person came in with the same accompanist. And all at once it clicked with me when I looked at it. This, they've been following the Conservatory Canada book instead of the RCM book. Oh. So she had too many pieces and too many vocalises. Mm. And I said, now this is the RCM exam. You only have to do four pieces. You have five here. Which do you want me to leave out? Or, oh. or in some cases, I look at them and I decide which one I'm going to leave out. Mm. But that will happen once in a while. Even when they know the RCM syllabus, they'll come in with two vocalises listed. Uh, for grades five, six, seven, and it's only one now. Well, that's because it changed yes. back in and 2013. So I'll say, now we only need one vocalist today, so which one do you want to sing? You see? And I also had a girl, but this only happened once, where she didn't list it. I said, now which vocalist? She's vocalist. I said, which one did you want to sing? She said, um, well, I understand that you pick it for me. She had learned them all oh in order goodness. for me to pick one. That happened about four or five years ago, I remember. But so they have to, I think it's very important, teachers and others, I think it's very important that they learn not just one vocalist. Oh, I know I only one is six. I think they should know four, four or five of them to get the feeling of which one they like the best right. and which one you think they sing the best. 
you did a workshop for me many years ago with my students um, getting them ready for their exams and it was a lot of fun but you have a thing that you do with vocalises because it's always like vocalise and F major oh, vocalise so you always tell your students to name them name them so give they them a title a title in fact just yesterday uh, when I was teaching one of my girls to student her uh, she's doing a grade 10 and I said now what's the title of this and she said, oh, I'm bothered. I'm, and I said, you've got to have a story. You want a story or a picture? In your she said, I'm concerned with getting the right vowels in at the right time. Oh. And I said, once you get that, I said, remember, it's, it's a song without mm -hmm. words. And now it even says in the syllabus, it's a song, song without, without words. words. So therefore, put a title to it. At one point in this new syllabus, they were talking about putting titles on all of them. Oh. But somehow that fell by well, the I think it's better if the, if the student can experience the great. vocalies with with their own, own, their own story. Right? I put them up at the top of my book. I have a bunch of titles. Sometimes <laughs> the pupil can't come up with one, so I'll say, well, here are a couple of the others, mm. and they'll pick one of those. They like that. that so is, they'll that's pick a one great of those. choice. I find that very helpful because I think that's one of the challenges for singers. Like when you take away our lyrics, mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden the expression disappears. I always try to ask them, you know, when say it modulates because a lot of the vocalies will go from major or minor or oh, yes, they'll, or they'll to a related and I always key. say to them okay this just totally changed why what's happening in your story it went mm -hmm, from happy mm -hmm. to sad what sad horrible happy, thing has yes. happened and it I think that really kind of makes yes. your singers dig a little deeper That's I remember like, one that used to be on the grade seven a few not not this one it wasn't the 05 it was before that I think it was in 98 that I really liked it started in 7-4 and it when it was uh, I think it was a Marchese one and it went for about six or eight bars in 7-4 and then it went to a 6-8 <laughs> and the 7-4 I, I could just see some kind of uh, trumpets blaring or you know the <laughs> yeah. herald trumpets and yeah. I said it was a procession of some kind and as soon as it got to 6-8 they were in at the dance oh. and, and it was I felt it very dance-like, and then it ended with another procession. That's the way I felt it. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, that's a great... But then sometimes some people came in and sang that one in 8-4 instead of 7-4. <gasps> Oopsie. They would put a rest in. Oh, mm -hmm. dear. <laughs> yeah, that's the way they felt it. They felt the 4 and the 4. They right. can't feel 7 sometimes. Right. But if you don't tell a young person that a piece is in 5-8 or 7-4, they they'll, they'll sing it. They'll learn it. Yep. Yep, if you tell them true. that's going to be difficult because it's in 5-8, then it will be difficult. Right. Well, we don't, don't set them, them up like that. No. No. <laughs> nice. Now, Joan, I would love for you to tell everybody about your awesome website. My awesome website. Such a good word. Well, my awesome website is all about sight singing. And it's called sightsingingforsuccess.com. And if you go on there, you can purchase books. You can also purchase them at your favorite music dealer. Hopefully they have them in stock. And the first book goes from grades 1 to 5, and it's full of wonderful 40 examples in each case. 40 examples for from the RCM level, yeah. and 40 for the uh, Conservatory Canada. And then the 6 to 10, which really has, in the 10, some of them are quite difficult. They could be AR ones for the teachers. Again, there's not as many. Up 6 and 7 have 40, but once we get to about 8, I'm running out of material. We're <laughs> like 32 in there. Right. And I think 9 and 10... I haven't separated them into no. grades. They they could do for they could mm -hmm. do for Trinity. You take a Trinity. I have some, yep. I have somebody down the palm is using my books and Beautiful. and they do associated board exams. 
So your so books, I have to tell good. you, your books are so brilliant. I, I have, I, well, I have uh, several copies, but we also, and then you and I work together else. on this. We so. also have the e-books on yeah. now, and they can purchase two grades at a time, and you tell them what they can do about downloading. You're better at okay. this than I am. <laughs> okay, so Joan, these books are a really fantastic resource, so I wanted to make sure that we could make them available uh, for everybody, mm -hmm. um, so, and because we're moving into a digital world, well, mm -hmm. we live in a digital world, we turn them into e-books, so you can actually purchase the downloads, so if you're using a tablet, or if you want to print them up, you can, um, so on your website, you now have um, the digital versions of your books. Um, at the Full Voice, we always do a Freebie Friday, mm -hmm. and you, maybe because I kidnapped you and took you out to lunch, you, <laughs> you have agreed... Mm -hmm. So teachers who are preparing uh, students for exams or teachers who are just helping their students with their sight singing can download the free samples and just see um, your beautiful examples for sight singing. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they're going to love them, and they're going to go to your website and, and check them out. Yes, I've had a lot of orders for grades 1 and 2. The most of all are 1 and 2, which makes me happy <laughs> because maybe they'll also order them for 3 and 4 and 5, right. et cetera, et cetera. But you can get them all on there, and, and they're very, I think they're inexpensive. At the present time, they're certainly inexpensive, so that's one good way to put them on your iPad mm -hmm. or whatever, or print them up. Please, please, teachers, please, please do not copy, photocopy them for all your students, and I'm, it's bound to happen, but they are copyrighted. Mm -hmm. I'm still living. I put a lot of work into these at the beginning, and I wouldn't hate to say how much money I put into those books, so that... I mean, it's nice to get your money back, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah, and yeah. there's still some books running out of the, the one to five books, but there's mm -hmm. still some six to ten books left. And I think they're excellent for the teacher to have the oh, complete book. Oh, they're just amazing. And I have some teachers that insist that all their all their students yes, buy yeah. the full books. Yeah, yeah. Because I always they're... ask my students. My I've older got... students, for sure. Yes. And, the, and now, to... for a lot of my families, I'll, they download mm -hmm. the e-books, and then mm -hmm. they have them. As a That's reference, yeah. long well before um, your books, when I was looking for materials for sight singing, I used to sit there and quickly, yeah, on I, manuscript paper jot out I would, these little uh, That's examples. what I was doing. A it lot. is so lovely just to mm -hmm. be able to take mm -hmm. your books, put them on the stand. Okay, what key are we doing? F major. Here we mm -hmm. are. It's all laid out, and you laid it. You did a beautiful job laying them out. So thank well, you for that. I had Somebody just last year, I forgot where I was, Sault Ste. Marie, someplace up north there, what I would call north, and uh, I had them with me, although I'm not, I'm not pushing them there. Right. I do have some leaflets out if they want to look at, and uh, this one accompanist, you know, said, "Oh, do you have them with you? I'd like to see them." And I, I went. I said, "Well, I have them, but I don't put them out anywhere." Um, and I showed it to him, and he said, oh, it's exactly what I need. He wrote me a check immediately oh. for both books <laughs> because he was the tool. accompanist, and he is the one that actually helps all their sight with them sight reading, mm. not the singing teacher. That's You know what? That's kind of my evil mandate is to get more teachers helping their students with the music musicianship yeah. part. But uh, Quite often it's the accompanist that yeah, does the rest of it with no, them. No, we need, we need the singer singing teachers doing yeah. more of that. Well, well um, not, quite often somebody will come in and, and I'll find out from them somehow they they'll say oh I don't do these in my lessons. The teachers oh. just so how do they well when they go to do their the exam the they're, exam. They're, they're lost sometimes. Oh dear! But as long as they give it a try, they'll get a couple of marks. But okay. if they don't, if they actually if they just, refuse to do it, 
Do you have people that will actually... Once in a while. Once will in just a say, no, moment. I'm not going to do the site today. No, and I say, really? do you want to try it or you don't want to try it? And they say, no, I don't want to try it. And I say, okay, I'm sorry, I won't be able to give you any marks for that section then. And they say, that's okay. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. And it's that's because probably because they, they don't have your books. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> it. That's it. And I, I wish I could say, well, I think you better buy my book. <laughs> yeah, I guess that might be a conflict of interest. Yes, I can't say that. Well, Joan, thank you so much. Uh, your website is sightsingingforsuccess.com, and the four is, is, is spelled F -O -R. out. F-O-R. not the number four. Mm -hmm. So sightsingingforsuccess.com, and that's Joan Hill's website for her wonderful resources for uh, our singers that are working on sight singing and uh, your uh, sample lessons are available on your website but we're also going to put them as part mm -hmm. of our freebie Friday which is going to be great so um, Joan thank you for You're your time welcome. thanks for hanging thank out with me for asking lunch. me to do this oh my pleasure I've been mm -hmm. waiting to ask you but you're always away examining people or doing something or doing something or, you're or scuba diving oh yes you <laughs> <laughs> rub it in okay so Joan thank you so much what a wonderful interview and thank you for all those tips well I hope that I hope that some of them were helpful for some of the people and I'm sure that during the next week I'm going to say oh I should have said this or I should have said that you know what we'll have you back you're going to oh, come back. You're going to be my, you're going to be the. I'll, I'll start a list of the things I yes, should say. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. There's, I'm sure there's other things we can chat about in the future. Thank you so much. Very well. You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. May my good news. Canoe music.ca